Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. There's a lot of misinformation about COVID, and one of the things that you constantly encounter is mask. And we've all known the inconsistency of mask. You have to wear a mask to go into a restaurant, but as soon as you sit down, you don't have to wear a mask. It's amazing that the virus doesn't go to a certain height, apparently. Well, we're going to be talking more about that, but also other aspects of COVID-19 and the impact this is having on our society, including children. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council, and our very special guest on Faith and Freedom is Dr. Lee Merritt. She is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. You've been in the surgical room for many, many years, and you have a lot of research that you've done on this issue with regards to COVID-19 and masking. Just to wrap up or sum up the issue of masks, the most effective mask, you have said, is the N95 mask that sometimes surgeons on some occasions may wear, but you have to be fitted with that mask. But that mask, even the most effective mask, N95, does not stop the COVID virus from going from you to someone else breathing out or for somebody else coming through that mask because the COVID virus is smaller uh, than the most effective N95 mask. Is that an accurate summation? That's an accurate summation. And, and you know, it may trap some particles. There's no question about that. But keep in mind, too, there's a big difference from wearing a mask in an operating room than in the real world. In the real world, you have to drink. You have to eat. You have to, you have to do things. I, my favorite one is I, I gave a talk in Las Vegas, and I saw people raising their mask up to smoke while they were using the one-armed bandits. I mean, you, you can't make this up, but it's, it's the idea. The, the real story is we live in a fishbowl of viruses all around us. Well, and the, everyone has experienced this. Right. Um, I go to a, a restaurant. It's a great Mexican restaurant. You have to wear a mask to get in. Uh, but when you're seated, I'm usually seated at a booth very, very close to the entrance. And as soon as I get to that, I can take the mask off. And it's literally about 10 feet of a difference. So how does that make sense? It makes no logical sense. But the implications of this are fear factors. Some people get very upset if they see you without a mask. And I was watching children the other day eating with their parents. And the grandmother apparently was the grandmother. And the parents and the grandmother did not have a mask on, but the two children did have masks. They're fairly young. And the only place they're probably getting that is from school or from other so-called uh, propaganda sources. And they're probably fearful uh, and wondering why mom and dad, grandma is not wearing the mask. What is this doing to our children? Yeah, that's a very that's my biggest one of my biggest complaints in this whole show is the masking damage to our children. And I actually have a friend who's a pediatric psychiatrist, and I asked him at, a, at we were having dinner one night, and I said, if we stopped wearing the masks right now, would our children be okay? And he said, no, they're already damaged. He said that you know it's not everybody. If you're this older, is from a psychiatrist. This is from a pediatric psychiatrist. Pediatric psychiatrist, specializing and, in yes. children. And he said he's never seen suicidal ideation 
more than 10% in the past. You know, it's always been in the one digits. Now that's 25% in his practice of children. Of children. Of children. And he said, he said the problem is, you know, if you're, if you're older and you're, you know, your ego's kind of been formed and you live in a good household and you don't have a lot of issues going on, you're probably going to be pretty okay. But these lesser children are not because they're, they're small and they don't, they can't, they're learning inchoate fear of the world around them, which is wrong. Here's the other thing. Children need to look at your face to learn psychosocial um, organization. That's what makes humans humans is each other's looking at each other's face. In fact, they've done studies where they look at the metabolic use of the brain and the biggest metabolic use of the biggest metabolic cost to the brain is when you look at another human's face because it is so important to process that data. One of the things you don't know whether they're angry, mad, sad. Right. So you're constantly looking at faces to understand the world around you of humanity. It's an anti-human agenda to separate us like that. I know just in my medical clinic, the doctor-patient relationship is clearly inhibited by having everybody in a mask. But here's why I'm, I'm so sad about the children. I mean, I, there's a there's a um, I can't remember his name. I wish I'd gotten this, but he's a psychologist and he's from Germany and you can look this up and he looks at what it's doing to our children. He, he talks about um, uh, the still face experiment. This was actually, you can look that up. It's a still face experiment that was done in America. And it's a doctor that looked at like one-year-olds and he had the mother interact with the child and you know you see a normal happy child smiling and playing little games you know pointing at things and having the mother react and then the mother turns around momentarily and comes back to the child with an expressionless face just stops smiling stops doing anything and the child at first tries to engage the mother you know he'll look at him kind of quizzically like what's going on and then then he starts he or she the, the baby starts kind of trying to smile and get the mother to smile can't do it and then he starts pointing over her shoulder like he wants her to look and she won't do it and then he breaks into just crying his little heart out because right? well, he so can't sad. take it. He can't take it because yeah. that's not right. And I see this And that's happening. what masks are doing. That's what masks are doing. And, I, and I'll tell you, in my own life, this is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Now, I'm, you know, my boys are grown up. They're gone. They're, they're great young men. So they're in their 30s or late 20s. So, and I'm glad they're not going through this. But I remember when, you know, my mother was horrified that one day a week I put them in preschool. But anyway, one day a week they would go to preschool and I would see this. And they were happy and they'd be chatting with their buddies and they'd be in a little line marching around back to class or something. I looked out my window in my office the other day in the city and there's a preschool down the, down the strip mall from me. And normally I used to see these little kids doing the same thing. But now they're in masks. Their heads are bowed. They've got their hands behind their back. They're walking in a little single file, two to three feet apart, like little miniature gulag prisoners, which essentially they are. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. We can't keep doing this. Even if you told me that masks decrease transmission by 10%, I will tell you that is not worth the world that you're going to be giving us. Yeah, yeah. And, and my question to people is, you know, I tried to do this with the city council. I said, how many decades are you going to do this? Because we have a viral season every year. Yeah. This is not the answer. Well, the and answer. in fact, we've done a lot of research on uh, various kinds of uh, situations of suicide, anxiety, depression, uh, domestic abuse and so forth since uh, churches have been locked down since people have been at stay-at-home orders their jobs are threatened the whole masking issue and the sad aspect of what we see is within the young people going back to first grade and even before that the depression has skyrocketed like you said 
and the suicide has skyrocketed. In fact, a Las Vegas uh, school district recently woke up apparently and said, we've got to bring children back to school because they're committing suicide and they're at a high depressive level. But it's not going to help necessarily if you then mass them and you push them apart from each other and they don't have that social interaction that they desperately need. God made us to be socially interactive individual beings made in his image. And, uh, you know, in Sweden, just as a point, 1.9 million school children, you know, kindergarten through senior and high school, 1.9 million school children last year did not miss a day of school. They did not mask. They did not social distance and not one death. Mm -hmm. Their teachers did not get sick at any greater rate than the background noise. What, so they're going to be the one country of normal children out of this. Mm -hmm. Why can we not look at that? Don't tell me that's an anecdote. Let's look at that and say, why are we doing this to our children? So it says to me, this is a purposeful takedown of our society and our nation. There's a bigger agenda going There's on. There's a bigger and agenda. And it's one it of make control. Sense. And part of that agenda, and we're going to talk about it in another Faith and Freedom, is having a vaccine and then determining whether or not you actually had the vaccine is going to require that people have a digital passport, green passport, whatever it's being called in different parts of the world, tracing you and tracking you and having that as your passport to enter into living outside of your home. And that's the problem that we see as a bigger agenda. And masking is one of literally keeping people in submission. Uh, this is our guest, Dr. Lee Merritt. We could go on and on and on, but we're going to do more episodes with you, Dr. Merritt. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about masks, and if you didn't hear our previous episode in this, you want to hear that, but you also want to listen for the rest of this week, where we're going to be talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Have you received the vaccine? Are you thinking about receiving the vaccine? What's the real information on the vaccine? We're going to be talking about the medical facts as opposed to some of the things that you might read or don't even read in the media, some of the distortion. We're also going to be talking about some of the consequences. And the good news is we'll talk about some of the existing things that you can do to protect yourself now from COVID-19. For more information, you can go to lc.org and lcaction.org forward slash resources. We have information and links there on this and other topics, including a direct link to America's frontline doctors, lcaction.org forward slash resources. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776.